Boom, what you guys are about to see with this next episode is a piece of work that I did in conjunction with Angstead Arms. And it's all about, uh, I mean, the title is perfect, Man of Peace. It's about being a professional protector, but also being a protector by nature and by trade. It's about what I do as a professional when I have a client coming in town and how that crosses over into what we do as just people that value the art of protection. Uh, this episode is extremely powerful. I highly, you can listen to it, but I highly recommend you go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. Give Angstead Arms a follow uh, on Instagram and YouTube as well. They're amazing. They're literally changing the sub gun game. They've got some amazing firearms. We are definitely kicking it together, but I want to encourage you. If you're going to check this episode out, you can listen to it just as easily on YouTube. Go to my YouTube channel, listen to the episode, watch the episode there. Um, it's extremely captivating. It's not as long as a normal, it's not as long as a normal episode. I think it's like 22 minutes from start to finish. And I promise you will be blessed. And this was, and maybe one of, if not my favorite pieces of content I've ever, ever, ever um, been a part of. So love you guys. Let's make this world a safer place by helping good people to become more dangerous. Byron Rogers, protected by nature and by trade. If you haven't, hey, don't miss our symposiums. Go to protectorsymposium.com. If you're a professional protector, go to epspecialist.com and civilians. If you want to learn how professional protectors protect so you can protect your family, uh, we've got some amazing courses that are really changing the game. All right, you guys. Uh, love you guys. Enjoy this episode. It is truly from the heart. Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast Season 4. With your host, Byron Rogers, this podcast is dedicated to the Executive Protection Practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being in a efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect your children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle and those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time you already know what i'm saying is true so if that sounds interesting to you enjoy the show out infantry um, two deployments to Iraq 04 to 08 and then at age 21 I got into executive protection as a professional bodyguard at the international level for going on roughly 15 years 
What experiences led you down the path where you are now? I've always known that I was gonna be a protector. I've always had like warrior DNA. You know, as a young man, I used to ask God how I can serve the world as a warrior for good. And he's always been faithful to give me a task. When I was younger, it was just sticking up for kids on the playground. When I got into the Marine Corps, it was really obvious, you know, making sure my guys got back and being who they needed me to be on the battlefield. And then really, it was just by his grace that I found myself in the executive protection industry. You know, some say I didn't choose the game, the game chose me, but really at age 21, you know, I was getting out of the infantry and I was kind of like, what am I gonna do? The guiding light of my life, you know, I was praying one day and he was like, go bounce at this bar. You're gonna be a bodyguard. You're gonna travel the world. I heard it as clear as day. All I ask is that when it happens, just as I have said it will, is that you believe me. Because I know that voice, it kept me alive in Iraq. It, it's been with me my entire life. When I hear it, I know I hear it. And I went, I started bouncing at a club. Three months went by and a gentleman finally said, hey, go get these permits, give me a call back in two weeks, I'll show you how to make a lot more money doing what you're doing. And I blink, I'm in the back of a Bentley in Beverly Hills on Rodeo Drive doing my first interview with my first client. We hit 60 different countries that first year. We traveled more than the Secret Service and the President of the United States that year. I did that on, on repeat for seven years. I broke free, I wanted to live kind of a normal life and not be in hotels every, every single night and not on private jets, but start my own business. Built my career from the East Coast all the way up in the executive protection industry, contracting myself out to like six different countries, worked every client demographic the industry has to offer. So it was a very organic experience and that's why I always say that I'm a protector by nature and by trade, which is, it's beautiful to be congruent and authentic in what I do for a living. It's like relax. It's like relax under this type of stress. Stress. And I can be relaxed in life. That's what I'm trained make life easier by becoming a harder man. I want life to attack. I want life to attack and I want to be able to sit there and appreciate that the attack isn't as hard as I am on myself. This is a form of self-love that I think has been forgotten. Discipline is the most valuable form of self-love. It empowers me to give more by becoming better. Fatigue makes cowards of us all. My goal is to chase my fatigue, find my weaknesses, expose my vulnerabilities. I want to be the man who's died a thousand deaths in here and in practice so that I don't have to pay for it out on the field. I seek my limitations. I seek my weaknesses. And I destroy them. I devour them so they can never devour me.
It's an honor to have strength. I thank God for that. It's an honor to be able to cultivate that strength. I thank God for every opportunity I have to cultivate strength. I ask him for help in order to do the hard things, but this is a result. This is a result of being faithful with little things for a long period of time. That's what this is all about. Good stewardship with what you've been given so you can serve. So you can serve on the highest levels you're capable of and were created to serve on. And that comes from dying the small death every single day. So this, this is a transitional space right here. Um, this is where 90% of attacks take place. You know, when you're going from one safe location to another. So I go from the hotel to the car. I go into an environment like this. I'm surveying the landscape, looking for who's looking at me, making sure everyone in the area has an alibi, looking for a baseline, looking for anomalies. This is where you must be paying attention, right? I feel the interesting thing about, you know, executive protection and bodyguard work is we're civilians that protect civilians. So realistically, the principles that we use are the same, you know. Um, I'm a protector that seeks to multiply protectors in the world. My mission is to make the world a safer place by helping good people to become more dangerous, more willing, capable, and prepared, more. I want to multiply men of peace. I believe protectors are the white blood cells in the body of humanity, right? The strongest party wins when God wants to get something done on the planet, he sends a man. Down here, what goes is whoever is the strongest. So the more good people we can make into protectors, the more tactics I use for the 1% of the 1% to keep them safe, um, the more good people I can train how to live a, a safer pattern of life, the safer the world will become ultimately. And that's my goal. So what are we doing right now? Right now we're doing some advanced work, um, a little route recon selection of the safest route, ideal route, alternate routes. Um, gonna go and take a look at locations that we're gonna hit with the client package. Um, really, I just wanna get eyes on everything. I wanna get eyes on the streets the day of the operation um, to make sure that there's no construction, um, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. I'm also doing just a little um, kind of surveillance on the environment. I'm trying to get a feel for the environment, trying to understand like the social baselines, what people are wearing, what they look like in their environment when everything's normal. This is gonna help me uh, recognize any anomalies in that environment when I'm there with my principal, with my protectee, um, understanding what the roads look like, knowing the turns, 
and then selecting alternate routes. If for some reason a primary route's blocked, traffic is uh, traffic flow is changed during the day, uh, anything like that, I have you know a primary, secondary, tertiary, and just an overall understanding of the terrain. So I'm at the third location. A lot of what I'll do sometimes is just kind of pretend like I'm a tourist and I don't really know where I'm going. Look at my phone a little bit, get eyes on things, look a little bit lost. Um, because like I said, I don't really want to alert people to what I'm doing. I'll take shots of things, but uh, I'll take selfies of things. Um, but I don't want to disturb the baseline while I'm extracting the information I need to really walk with confidence with my principal as I'm going through these environments. It's really big for you to know exactly where you're going and have a plan. People pick up on your vibe, they pick up on your energy. If you're stressed out, they're stressed out. The less confidence you have, um, the less confidence they will feel in you. So the advance work is ridiculously important. So when doing your advance work, a few other things that are important really have to do with getting in and out of the environment, kind of without disturbing the environment. These people are gonna see you again. Uh, you wanna make sure that you don't stand out in their mind as an anomaly, even though you kind of are. You're, you wanna be able to blend into the social baseline. This is a business environment I'm gonna be entering. So now that I've seen the way people are, the way people move, um, I've gotta make sure that I blend later on when I come back with my principal. You know, I've seen the buildings that I'm gonna hit later on today, I know the ways in, I know the ways out. Uh, the quickest way to look like you haven't done your advance work is not know where the bathrooms are, I know where those are. Um, and so now I have enough understanding to move a principal through this environment uh, as well as do it while drawing the least amount of attention possible. You know, as a professional protector, as an executive protection agent, um, your job, it's a service, right? It's not about you. And you have to be very careful to make sure that um, the way you look and the way you move represents your principle, that you're not drawing attention to yourself. Um, and the way you dress and the way you interact with people is big. You know, I'm very friendly with everyone I see. You know, default respectful, smiling, I'm saying good morning, you know, because I want to disarm everyone socially. I'm creating an environment of, I'm socially engineering an environment that's gonna give me moral high ground if I need to do something. Oh yeah, these two guys got into it on the way in or out of a location. Uh, but this guy was cool. He was like, he was smiling, he was polite, he held the door, like, you know, you know, I'm, I wanna be that good guy that people don't see as a threat, especially if you're a bigger guy. It's very important that you utilize these social dynamics to your advantage. Um, and so the advance work is something that's very delicate, um, but must be done very well. And it's a skill in our industry. So this is a choke point. This is one of those places that you absolutely want to avoid uh, when you're doing your route selection. Uh, these are easy spots for you to get blocked into and they can create, the enemy can create what we call a kill box in here. 
Uh, they've got overhead on us, you know, overhead check. They can drop things, they can fire down on you, they can block your avenue of escape. Um, when you're taking different map, you know, using different maps, uh, sometimes they'll try to take you through different shortcuts. And sometimes they'll take you into different places like this. So when you're looking for shortcuts, you've got to be really careful that you don't select a cho choke point that can cause you to play into your enemy's hand. Uh, this is one of the main things you want to avoid when it comes to route selection. This is where everything can happen and uh, you can lose control of your operation. You lose control of mobility when you don't want to lose control of mobility. They have taken control. If you lose control of your mobility, you lose control of your operation and they have taken control. At that point, you've got to fight, fight your way out. Once vehicles stop moving, they become coffins. Keep that in mind. Failure is often used as a marker for improvement. How does failure work in the EP realm? Failure is uh, one of the most beautiful things in my everyday life. I chase failure. I'm intimate with failure. I wake up in the morning and I need to know how weak I am and I need to know how strong I am at the same time. You know, I need to get underneath the weight. The weight's the one thing that's not gonna lie to me. 315, 315 pounds, always gonna be 315 pounds. Where will I be when I show up that day? You know, will I be stronger because I was diligent and I was a good steward with what I was given? You know, in executive protection, um, it's very dangerous because <clears throat> something that can hurt guys is we live in these really beautiful environments. You know, private jets, hotels, everything's awesome. You know, and things don't always go, things hardly ever go wrong. Maybe you never get attacked and years go by and you can think you're good because there's no overt failure. When in all actuality, you just haven't been attacked yet, right? So we have to chase failure in training. You have to put yourself in environments where you're gonna actually be tested. I don't care if you were special forces. I don't care if you were a Navy SEAL. I don't care if you were uh, retired law enforcement. I wanna know what you can do today. And I wanna know that you've been diligent so you know what you can do today if we get attacked today. And if you're really a warrior, you're gonna be about that life. You heard what I said and you're like, that's all that matters, right? I respect you for what you've done, but what can you do today? So we chase failure in training. I wanna put you in scenarios when we're training with you that are gonna break down the tools you have so you can build them back stronger. Failure. I've learned far more from pain than I've ever learned from pleasure. Failure is an appropriate part of the process of personal evolution. We seek failure on a daily basis um, in order to know that we're as advertised and that we are getting better. Gun, gun, gun! You know, as a professional protector, to be as advertised, you know, um, you've got to be in integrity with, first and foremost, yourself. You know, people are paying us to do what it is we do. Um, people are depending on us to perform uh, when it counts. And the reason I say that protection is more than just a job, it's a lifestyle, is because what we do here, what we do 
in this time, I'm not being paid to go to the range. The reality is I've got to be in an integrity with myself and with my clients and with my stakeholders first and foremost. But then to zoom out, you know, personal protection, the ability to utilize the tool of violence in order to save life and change human behavior in the moment when something uh, devastating might be happening, when evil people uh, try to superimpose their will. That skill, that ability, is what stands between the innocent and, and, and evil, you know? Um, and so in order to be a righteous protector, someone who's in right standing with um, who we are on this planet, this is what's necessary. I am a man of peace. And I think realistically, being a man of peace has been kind of castrated. Like, yeah, I'm a nice guy. I'm probably one of the nicest, most loving people that you'll meet. And I'm fueled by love. That's what this is about. I hate war. I hate violence. But I understand that in order to maintain and protect that on this planet, where physical ability is what tends to reign supreme, power is what tends to reign supreme, I have to be able to bring these tools to bear uh, in, order to, in order to really sustain the light on, on this planet. And that's why I live to multiply protectors in this world, because protectors are the white blood cells of the body of humanity. So here we are. Gun, gun, gun! Get down, get down! What is your approach to life? What is the first thing you think of when you wake up? Every day I wake up, I go to war. I fought in a war. I know what it's like to go without sleep. I know what it's like to go without food. I know what it's like to wonder if you're gonna live to see tomorrow. I went hard when I was in war. I also felt at home. I also felt like this is what I was created for. Um, and now, you know, leaving that can be like feeling like a Lamborghini stuck in a, in a school zone for the rest of your life. Like it's this crazy purgatory. And for me to keep that warrior spirit alive, I can't unsee what I've seen. I can't unbecome what I am and who I am. And so for me, it's such a beautiful thing to have a fight and something to spend myself in and spending myself in, in, in a higher purpose, right? This is what warriors do. Warriors serve on higher levels. I become formidable, I become stronger, I become faster, I become smarter, I become more efficient, I acquire and amass more power so I can make higher quality contributions. The word samurai means to be in service, you know, to be a, to be a servant. And so I go to war to serve those around me Every single day, I'm fueled by love, right? And this is the most powerful fuel. And it's something that not only am I willing to die for, but I'm willing to die on a daily basis for. And I think that is really, it's something I talk about in my book, Finding Meaning After the Military, because that's what saved my life. The warrior in me is still alive. It isn't eating me alive, you know, because I've found a war, a beautiful war, to pour myself into, to die, for weaker versions of myself to die for every single day. So when I wake up at 4 a.m. and it hurts every single time, it's beautiful because I know that pain means I'm in the right place to grow and to make higher quality contributions.
hand. Boom! This is my MCK. There are many like it, but this one is mine. If you've got a firearm sitting around, a pistol that you are not doing anything with, get an MCK. They make them for every single model. If you want a micro conversion kit that will turn your handgun into a force multiplier, get one, man. They are ultra affordable. CAA MCK micro conversion kits are the changing the game, y'all. So if you don't have one, you need to get one. Get one. Your women, children, people that are less physically potent will be able to fire your firearm to farther distances with more accuracy. You will be able to fire your firearm to farther distances with more accuracy. I want to get one of these into the hands of a 100,000 more protectors this year because ultimately we are only as good as the things. The nation is only as good as its protection. Your home is only as safe and as good as your ability to protect it. MCK, go get one. Drop your handgun in. Take it to the next level. Out. Boom. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. Boom, and to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place. Do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can because it makes all of these things possible. Thanks for those contributions. Yo, and before we go, you know I got a shout out to the sponsors, starting out with Primary Weapon Systems, PWS. They truly are the evolution of the rifle. Use Byron for 10% off. Grayman and Company, the most comfortable tactical suits in the game. Use Byron for 10% off with them. Until the next podcast, this is Byron Rogers, protected by nature and by trade. Out.